On a cold, rainy world somewhere in the deep reaches of space, a man dressed in a pair of dark, futuristic-looking overalls over a thermal material runs through the woods in desperate terror. He occasionally looks behind him and in his haste even falls face first in the mud, scrambling to pick himself up again. As he steps out upon a clearing, a sense of relief washes over him, but is short-lit as he hears a twig crack behind him. Stepping out from the woods behind him is a figure that remains off-screen, aside from a small shadow. The man screams as something rushes toward him. everybody, and welcome to another story of the game of Rassilon. I am your game missy, Riley Silverman. I am joined, as always, by my crew. I'll go down the list, and then I'll ask them if they have any uh, short or long-term goals. As always, we have my partner in crime and co-producer slash engineer, Michael Nixon. We have our newest companion, Lita, played by Ben Patton. We have our fan-favorite returning companion, Carrie, as played by Joe Kate Lay. And of course, we have the Doctor, played by Dan Peck. Hello, you lovely people have any of you had a change to your short-term or long-term goals no no all right well then yes you have yes what's yours well because i don't need to not be caught anymore so i'm gonna i'm gonna just strike that from my short-term goals you'll consider that yeah you were not you did not succeed in not being caught so you won't get xp for that but you will for the overall adventure but let us entertain you The Doctor, Lita, and Carrie exit the TARDIS on the same rainy world the next day, having been drawn there by a strange distress signal that the Doctor received via the TARDIS. Again, we begin the adventure with them stepping out of the TARDIS doors, almost as if this production schedule did not include interior TARDIS shots for this period of time. Ugh, cold and rainy. Are we still in London? I have a a hoodie on underneath my leather jacket, and I just kind of put the hood up to uh, keep my... Clean-shaven head. Not clean-shaven, but my, my, my short-haired head dry from the rain. I believe the landscape here, that's a good call. The, the, the landscape here would be somewhere between, like, Fang Rock from the horror of Fang Rock or, like, Space New England, essentially. Like a dingy New England-style town. You're in Space Maine, essentially. Ah, uh, I guess this planet doesn't have suns, but oh well, that's fine. Ooh, it's muddy. Ooh, my, mind your shoes. I'm fine. These are fairly sturdy boots. Why am I the only one with an umbrella? And, like, Carrie is, like, carrying a little umbrella. Oh, I haven't carried an umbrella in a long time. <laughs> oh, do you want to swap out your baseball bat for an umbrella for this storyline? Oh, no, I want to... That's, that's... The bat is just strapped to my back. The you want to have both, okay. I, I okay. figured there would be an umbrella in the in the. You know what? You do. Per, you correct? find an Am umbrella. I... You find an umbrella, and the handle is oddly has a question mark style shape to the end of it. I had a whole motif well, that's back a, then. that's convenient product placement. A little, little red handle, yeah. Yeah, I've just got my hands in my jacket pocket to kind of keep them warm. I imagine it's it's chilly and wet and... A little uh, bit nippy. I'd say it's like yeah. in the 40s or 50s if you're using Fahrenheit. Yeah. I don't know what it is in Celsius because I'm American. Yeah, you step out of the TARDIS. You got a distress signal that brought you here. And 
you walk your way down a, a muddy path, and as you're walking, I want any of you who want to to make a awareness and intuition move a roll. Yeah, I think I'm I'm definitely going to be doing that because I think I'm still kind of wary and distrustful yeah. at this point. I think I'm doing it because if I received a distress, it's got to be on the lookout. 14 with no magic numbers. 14. I got a 13 with a 1. Okay. Uh, Doctor, I think you're too busy. I think that, like, you haven't honed in on one specific thing. You're kind of, like, looking around. Uh, so I think Lita sees it. I think Lita, being naturally more suspicious right now, sees it before you do. And, uh, Carrie, what'd you get? Eleven. No special numbers. Okay. Lita, Lita, you notice lying next to the path, kind of hidden in a little bit of brush, like, as if it, like, fell from above and then, like, landed in the brush and kind of, like, got obfuscated by that. You see just the tip of a foot. Tip of a foot? Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think I'm going to, like, join in. I think I'm just going to walk over to this this to, uh, this foot to investigate. Okay. But I think it's a kind of very big, obvious motion that I'm doing. Like, I'm not calling attention to myself, but I, I imagine that Carrie and the Doctor are going to see me kind of make this sharp turn to investigate. Uh, I think as you as you do, uh, the, the I'm not going to make you roll to look at it now because you were there and you've seen it. It is a it is a foot attached to a body. It is a dead body. The audience recognizes the body as the same man that we saw in the cold open. You obviously don't know that. That is what has happened. And it is laying dead. It seems to have fallen from the cliff side. There's a, there's a bit of a like cliff above you, like a hill that has a ravine to it, and it's fallen off of that and and died from impact. Uh, I call out. Okay, we have a body situation here in which. A situation where there's a body. You'd be surprised how often we hear that. And I kneel down and I start scanning the body with the sonic. Hey, doctor. Yes. You know how I I, I told you that I need to trust you? Uh huh. Things like that do not help. Uh, to I'm be just fair, gonna... it's not often us who does the killing. It's usually we stop the thing that does the killing. It's not a hundred percent. I would quit while you are quite some ways behind. Fair enough. <laughs> it's that often. I, I was just going to say, don't touch the dead thing. Ugh. As you're having this conversation, a pair of figures approach from the path coming the opposite direction. They are two uh, like people in their like 30s and they are dressed in similar attire. So it's like this kind of like space fisherman vibe, essentially. It looks like the the costume department probably got a couple of like fisherman overalls and thermal shirts and put some gribblies on them and stuff to make them a little more and painted them, made them a little more futuristic looking. And they they step forward and they they they're, they're looking at you a little suspicious. All right. What's who are you? What are you doing here? Uh, hello, I'm the doctor. This is Lita and Carrie. And oh, well, don't don't be so hard on yourself, man. That's that's a weird way to say hello to somebody. Sorry, uh, you said you were the doctor. I feel like it's kind of a rough personal put down, personally. It's harsh, but yeah, I think you're being yeah. A little... I, I'm sorry. I, I don't I don't quite understand, and I actually think I kind of forget about the body for a second. <laughs> oh well, you know, doctor. It's like kind of an insult. So you know, don't call yourself. You know, yeah. don't sell yourself short. We don't even know. Is it like a Thing? Are you like a coward or something? Or I, I, I'm I'm completely taken aback right now. It's like the doctor is speechless, kind of like that's yeah. Lita's like that is, as far as we know, his name. Oh wow! Like, probably on a birth, probably not on a birth certificate. Oh, At least that's oh. that's the name oh, oh. 
that wow, he has. Shelly, Shelly, you getting this? This <laughs> all right? Uh, and then that's when uh, Keen, the woman that you're speaking to, she notices the foot, and she goes, "Okay, what? What is this? What did you kill? Did you kill him?" No, 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 no. I, I literally just found him here, and we were. I saw a foot. I thought. A person maybe fell. I went to check, and this is not a no longer a living person. Keen looks at Shelley, and like they have like a, a a meeting at the eyes, and she walks over and tries to kind of like put her fingers to the throat of the guy you found to make sure there was no pulse. And then she stands up and she goes, "Do you think it happened again?" I, I mean, it certainly looks like it happened again. Doesn't look like it didn't. Not happen, you know. What? Sorry, I'm I'm stressed. Yes, it looks. Yes, no, it's fine. Excuse you, me. You didn't see anything. Excuse me. Hi. Can one of hi. you explain it happen again? Hi, hi. No, I'm just asking. Are can you explain it? Explain what again? Okay. Well, I, can you just like tone down before? the attitude a little bit because our friend whoa, just whoa, died whoa. and we found his body here. So. Oh. Whoa. I'm sorry that we're not I'm, being we're super sorry. informative right now. Somebody's a little touchy. So in, in, in fair, yeah, I'm a little touchy. My friend just died. Okay, I th- let's 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 just take a minute. This pro- is prof- a profoundly sucky thing. Why don't you start from the top? We've introduced ourselves. Why don't you introduce yourselves and tell us what the again is, and maybe we can help. That seems like a thing that I'm- you do, Doctor. Right? Is you help? So maybe we can do that at you. I'm I'm keen. She, her. This is Shelly. He, him. And we are. You know what? I think we should take you back to our village. You should talk to our leader. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, is, is there anything? Would you like us to maybe help transport your friend, or do you need to examine the scene because we we're, we are passing through and we don't know your customs? But the last thing we'd want to do is offend you, uh, especially at the loss of uh, the recent loss of your friend. Uh, I think we should let Tyner look at the. Uh, Look at the body first and make sure nothing's suspicious before we move. Before we move it, this is technically a, a crime scene, I guess. Very well. Well, please uh, lead on. Um, okay. I I say actually, just give me a second. I, I I need to. There's a rock in my shoe. I just need to get the rock out of my shoe. I will I will catch. I don't want to hold you up. I will catch you up. Um, and I I want to ex- while they're walking away, assuming uh, they I, let me. Hang on. No. I want you to roll for yeah. that because I, don't, I yeah I there's no way no. they're like oh yeah just hang out by our friend's dead body <laughs> like without us watching you. I mean this I is absolutely gonna... yeah, this would be convinced or subterfuge. This is convinced almost certainly right. Yeah, I'm gonna have you roll um, presence and I'll say subterfuge. Okay. And I'm gonna roll against you with Keen. Uh, with Keen's okay. sheets. Let me get my let me get her sheets out here. I got a ten flat. No special numbers. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be uh, that's going to be 12 plus a 6. So I think what happens is she seems to walk away, but she's keeping an eye on you and you don't notice it. Okay. I I want to examine the body. I want to see if there's any like wounds or injuries like I want to see if I mean I'm not a medical expert and I will say flat out my my medicine score is a 0, but I I do I want to see if there's a, if there's any kind of visible cause of death on on the body. I will let you try to make, I'll say, a, I guess, ingenuity in medicine. I don't really know what the other option would be. So awareness in medicine, I, I guess, maybe? I think awareness in medicine is probably the role I would, I would have you yeah, do with those situations. Yeah, go Hey, I'm the backseat GM. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ben. Hey. Okay, so I rolled a 13 with a 6 on the dice. 
Okay. Uh, I'm going to say this was actually not that hard of a check, okay. especially with the six. This this person died of falling from a large heart, large okay. height and smashing against the ground. Like it's pretty, it's pretty clear. There's like some pretty bad cranial trauma. Like and, and there's a rock underneath its head, underneath his head. So they definitely feel like, and it's pretty. It does feel like someone's head gets smashed from the back of it. You can tell that's probably what killed yeah. them. And it looks like it hit that rock. It doesn't, it doesn't look like. There's no indication that somebody killed them and placed them here. Like it looks very much like this rock was the point of impact. Okay, so it it it, the, it was the fool that killed them. This there doesn't seem. I'm not able to discern any uh, any other. Um, with your six, I'm going to say that the fall killed them, but you do see a little bit of an abrasion, like on the front, like on, on their arms, as if maybe like they were trying to block something and something hit them. So there's maybe a chance they were knocked off of the ring okay. above. All right. Um, I then move away from the body, make a show in just in case of like taking my boot off, shaking it out, putting it back on, and then I run to catch up with the group. Okay. And as you do, uh, they lead you into a a village area. It's not very big. It's like a small little coastal fishing town. Uh, I did send the players a map just so we have it for reference. So for reference, we're kind of coming in from that main road towards the top of the map. Uh, and they're bringing you down and sort of there's a handful or more of small buildings on the outer edge of the town. And then there's like a, a bigger building, kind of a big round building. that seems like a meeting place that's kind of to the, the lower southwest of the map. There's sort of like a galley sort of type thing, not the convention, like an actual galley for food. Uh, Although that is at the yeah that is at the center of the town it's kind of like the meal place and then there's like a, a, a kind of a boathouse that is sitting right over a little riverfront and the riverfront like kind of like the water actually leads into a wider body of water and there is it's not on the map but there is kind of a like a pretty high-tech looking fishing boat that is docked there so you get the you get the impression this is a fishing village Oh, this place is wonderful. Communal living, everyone working and living together in harmony with nature. Oh, I'd love to see this. Well, we're seeing it, so... Ta-da! Yeah, this this seems this seems like a, a cult. They seem nice on the outside. They're super suspicious on the inside. Ugh. I mean, I can dig that. I can definitely... I'm, I'm I, suspicious. It doesn't seem necessarily culty. It just seems like a village. Where they fish, unless there's like fish. I, I mean, I don't want to speak out of turn, Gary. I don't want to. Are there? Is there a fish cult where you're from? Like, is that a no, thing? No, no. I'm just like the the communal the communal part. Just kind of you know. I, I hear commune. Oh right, right, I right. Yes, cult. you're from you're from the early 21st century. People were not super trusting of yeah. other people during that time. Okay, sorry. No, yeah. And it right, was shortly absolutely. after the Blue Oyster yeah. cult of the late 20th century. <laughs> <laughs> they said, "Don't fear the Reaper." They lied. Keen says. All right, now we're here, and we're going to bring you to the great fish lord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she says it, but in a way where she's like clearly messing with you because she's you've been like within earshot of, of her the yeah. whole time. You've been talking about how culty their village looks. She goes, "So we're here for the big fish lord. So please feel free to drink some of the punch when you get in there." Oh, hail monstro! That's what it's monstro a whale, uh, right? That's then, a mammal. Then, it's funny. Yeah, wait, yeah, it's funny when was, we do it. It's not okay when you <laughs> you know what? Do it. Yeah, you know yes. what? You show up out of nowhere. Our friend's body is dead. Now you're making fun of our village. I'm a little bit. I'm, I'm, so, not I'm a, sorry. You, you in particular, I'm not a fan of. And and she points to Carrie, who made the cult comment to begin with. Oh, 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 oh! I'm sorry if I'm a little suspicious. 
Well, I'm sorry, but I'm a little suspicious. You, strangers don't come here very often. It's a pretty isolated planet. We were waiting on a supply ship for months to get here, and suddenly you show up and another dead body is here with you. Ah. I'm sorry, what planet is this? The planet is, is just, you know, it's a fishing planet. There's no real civilization here. We're just an outpost for fishing. It's, it's, it's just PD-7716. Can, 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 I, can I name the... Listen, I've, I've always wanted to name a planet. Can I name the planet? This is not the time! Sure. Pay me 25 credits, and I'll let you name the planet, and it'll go on the planet name registry. Doctor, do you have 25 credits I can borrow? Uh, I, oh, uh, this is so not no the money. time for this. Can, okay, can we put a pin... Oh, let's put a... I'm sorry, you know what? <sighs> I'm sorry. I saw a dead body, and I'm a little... So let's... let's. Yeah, we, we knew that we dead know body. That was our friend Callus. That was Callus, our friend. And we're taking you to our leader... Tyner, who's going to tell you about this planet. Okay. Well, let's go. She puts her arm on, like, Shelby's shoulder. Are you okay? I, uh, it's just these... Everybody's too into true crime. It's just, it's just absurd. Yeah. And they, they walk into the round house, like the big meeting center. There's another two people that are in there, another man and a woman. There is the guy they've been referring to as Tyner, who uh, seems to be cleaning some tools. And there is the woman, uh, Nori, who is looking at a map. There's like a map on a table and she's kind of looking over it. And you can kind of see the map is of the area around the village, but also out in the water. So it might be like a fishing map. You're not really sure. Uh, hello. Um, who is this then? Tyner says to uh, Keen as she brings people in. Uh, maybe I'll talk to Shelly more so that way I'm interacting with Michael and not myself. Whatever do you mean? Um, hello. Hello, who is this? We found him near another body. Callus's body. Who are you then? I'm the doctor. <laughs> oh, and, and when you say you're a doctor, you get the same look on their faces of puzzlement that you got from the other person. I don't think it takes a lot to embarrass the doctor, but I think the doctor's cheeks are starting to turn a little <laughs> red. Yeah. Okay, well, All that's, right, well, that's who I am. All right, well, that's the, your the, own business. This is Carrie. Hi. This is Lita. We r- just arrived here, uh, and unfortunately, we stumbled upon your friend, and we were investigating it ourselves when we met uh, Shelley and Keen here, who said that uh, you might be able to explain uh, what's happening best. So he- here we are, and if there's any way we can help, I know I express condolences to the loss of one of your community members. It- it's never easy to lose a friend. Look, um, we're, uh, we're just a fishing village, Tenor says, and he's like, we're... You know, we were here and, you know, there's a there's a very rare fish on this world that is a delicacy throughout this sector of the galaxy. So we, you know, we fish it most of the year and then a supply ship comes and we deliver it off to them. We preserve it for them. But something's been picking us off one by one. And uh, our population used to be a lot bigger than this. We had a pretty full crew. And now it's just apparently just the four of us. We were five until till today, apparently. Is is it medical? Because he's a. He's a doctor, I assume, a medical doctor. One, we're going to try to avoid using the name because it gives everyone the giggles. But two, I'm sort of a doctor of everything, so... Oh, well, that just seems like a rough way to live a life, really. <laughs> okay. Um, like, everything scares you? What, 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 do you? what do you think he's saying when he says doctor? What do you think that means? Coward. Coward. Why? No, it's just like a phrase, like like doctor is like someone who abandons the people who care about him. That's what it means. Yeah, you think you're going to a doctor just for care like, and they let you down like it's, yeah. They, yeah. Oh, that's spicy. That's a spicy opinion I, about your demeanor, Doc. I, I know we don't have traits anymore, but can I do like a bit of a 
feel the turn of the universe or whatever, like the equivalent of that would be to f- kind of like figure out what time period we're in? Um, I mean, it's going to be intuition. If yeah, anything, right? I'll let you do a awareness. A, yeah, awareness and intuition. Okay. Do you think maybe some kind of like a buff for the experienced Time Lord? Yeah, I think I think that Ben is right about that. Um, I think I'll give you. I think I think I'll lower the difficulty because of an experienced Time Lord. Okay, so I got a seventeen with a six on one of the dice. Okay, um, I would say based on the, the technology you've seen around the space and like the the boat and stuff you saw, I think you're probably in. You're definitely in the distant future from Earth. Like, so this might be human society. It might be one of those many many aliens that look like humans. Mm-hmm. But what you remember, I want to say what you remember as a Time Lord is you remember a period of time when there was a culture that you met where they didn't have a word for warrior until the until the doctor became their culture's word for warrior. Mm-hmm. So something had happened in their distant past that made doctor and warrior become synonymous. And so what you're picking up from what they're saying is that something happened in the distant past relative to them that now the word doctor and the word coward have become synonymous. Okay. And like when you're asking about like, why would you say that about them? It'd be like if you asked a person on Earth, why would you say doctor about a healer? And people would just be like, that's just what the word means. Like, I don't know. I'm not I'm not an entomologist. I just know that's just what the word is. Okay. well, despite what your interpretation of my name is, I do want to help you. I'm not running away. Are are there any uh, other creatures besides the fish that are indigenous to the planet? Perhaps there's a predator that you didn't know about and you've been encroaching upon its territory. Tyner, like, looks... I'm going to, like... Everyone can make a... I'm going to say presence and intuition roll. It's kind of like an insight check. Well, I... Um, uh, Commander Toilet, because I rolled, <laughs> I rolled a seven with a one on one of the dice. Hi, command. Okay. Hi, Commander Toilet. I'm Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I, Lita, you don't pick up anything. I got a sixteen. Okay. Then, and Carrie, did you roll for that at all? I rolled. Uh, I rolled an eight, and one of those was a six, and then plus six on the side, so that is fourteen. Ooh. So fourteen with a six. Uh, Lita, you don't pick up on it. I think you're probably being, I think you not knowing the doctor very well yet, you're maybe a little put off by this whole weird conversation about the doctor being a coward and stuff like I, that. I will definitely say this is, this is coloring Lita's already colored perspective of who the doctor is. Yeah. And then I'm going to say that doctor, you and Carrie both pick up on Tyner shooting a glance at Nori. It's very subtle. And then he says, I mean, not that we're aware of, nothing has ever done this before. We've been on this planet for a while now and nothing has ever done this level of damage before. How long has it been that you've been on this planet? It's been a while. We've been working here for, you know, most of our careers, so. Generations, generations. Yeah, generations, like, you know, father's father, things like that. And you say a supply ship comes by and picks up the fish? Yeah, it gives us new supplies, new nets, things like that. Helps us give us, you know, the chambers we use to preserve them and then uh, takes stuff away. And the supply ship is overdue, it sounds? Yeah, yeah, we've been waiting on it. Months. Hoping it gets here soon. Yep. Mm-hmm. How overdue is it? Months. Months, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what he said. Well, that's more than overdue. I mean, that's... that's Have they forgotten you? Like, is there, is there a number you can call? Is there a... Is there somebody you can get on the holovid? Like... Uh, yeah, we, we've been reaching out for it, but, you know, not here yet. So, sometimes, you know, things happen. Ships get busy, people get waylaid, supplies get delayed. So, we're pretty far out, so... I mean, a planet, a planet doesn't have a name. It's not like we're in the most busy section of the galaxy. Um, 
I would like to... Why have I all? No. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm going to take that again. Not because of Ben's comment. Like because very, very I, funny I, no, joke. I, no, I lost my train of thought completely. That's why. Because my uh, joke was so funny, it just kind of derailed your entire train of thought. Yeah. It, it appeared that your friend uh, Callus, was it? Hmm. Perhaps suffered a fall as well. I, I would like to not scale the cliffs. I don't have a great track record of that. But is there a way I could maybe get to the top and see what's up there? Um, sure. Um, Shelly, would you want to take, take the cow, take the doctor and, and his friends up to the top of the cliff? Yeah, sure. It'll, it'll be, um, uh, 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 I'm just really curious to see how this guy acts in scary situations. Um, you know what? I'm actually looking for the answer to that as well. So you're in good company. Mm, mm. Oh, um, all right. Well then, uh, doctor and <laughs> God, so, huh? Uh, doctor and friends, uh, come on uh, with, with with me to the ravine. Do you all stay together, or just are you going to split it all? Or are you going to are you going to all go with them? Uh, I I say, actually, I'd like to talk to some of the people in the village if that's if that's okay. I'd like to kind of get a feel for how things are. Uh, it seems like this is a a you know workplace death. I'd love to see if anyone else has had an accident in the workplace. I love the way you're thinking. Excellent, gold star for Lita. All right. Sure. Hey, and then Tyner looks at Keen and Shelly. Hey, Keen, have you had an accident in the workplace? Uh, not yet. No. Hey, Shelly. Well, you're going off with him. Nori, have you had an accident in the workplace? Uh, I feel great. Um, I would love answers, but other than that, yeah, I feel fantastic. Thanks. Okay, congratulations. You've interviewed the entire surviving village. And really? so far, everyone here has not had an accident in the workplace. Okay, I mean, I wouldn't mind having... Yeah, remember earlier when I said we've been being picked off one by one and we're all that's left? I mean, I do now. Sorry, there's been a lot going on. So, <laughs> forgive me for not taking a head a count. a lot of aggression here. Do, do you have tea on this planet? I feel like my friend Lita could really use a cuppa. Yeah, yeah, we have tea. Is it good? Lita... Would, would you what like to savages? Would you like to stay here and it, it's totally fine. Like you just saw a dead body. That can't be easy you know for what? you. It's fine. I'll 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 go with Carrie and you. Uh okay. Well, you know, I do have some tea for you if you want and that he he like brews up a little bit of tea and gives it gives it to you in a little thermos to take with you. Thank you. It's, it's very nice. It's warm yeah. actually is good because it's cold and wet outside. Exactly, so yeah, that's very thoughtful. Yeah. My hands warm, thank you. That's why we brew it. Yeah. We're very, we're very thoughtful here. You mm-hmm. know, you know what I like about thoughtful people is that they Thank constantly you. have to remind you that they're thoughtful. So that's that's a good hallmark there. Good character. We do it we care. All right. Well, I guess I can take if you're going to be ungracious about it. I can take this tea back. Yeah, we're just drinking. Um, what are we going to do with it? Pour it stop away. being such like, a doctor, Lita. <laughs> now he's getting it. This guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah, I think uh, Shelly leads you down a path that goes into the woods. And there's like a there is a pathway that winds up around to uh, this ravine that we saw in the flashback. But you had not you you were just now seeing it for the first time. Yeah. As as we're walking, I kind of uh, fall back a little bit to uh, get next to Lita and, you know, not whispering so no one can hear, but just sort of between us, I say, uh, Lita, uh, when we were in London, you said that there was something you had wanted to speak with me about. Um, if, if you don't mind now, uh, would you like to talk about it? Uh, 
I think Lita's still holding on to the uh, like the flask of tea. I think if she, I think you the definitely kind of the body language is if she weren't holding on to it, she'd probably be putting her hands into her pockets and kind of. I think her body language is is closed now, and I think it's a lot more closed. It has become closed since we've landed on this planet. I think that there wasn't there was the beginnings of an opening at the end of the or during the previous adventure. I think she looks at you and she says, uh, "I don't know. I don't. I still. I still don't know anything about you." And I felt like I was. I felt like I was starting to learn some things in London, and and then we arrived here, and I don't know. I we the first thing that happens is we find a dead body, and then all of these people, like your literal name, is their word for coward, and I don't know. I'm I might it may maybe once we we're, we're done here, maybe I stick around for the next uh, supply ship, and I just leave with them instead of leaving with. Uh, with you, maybe that's best because I have every. I don't know every t- every everything that I've encountered with you so far has been very. I don't know you, and I don't, I, I I you you are you are no better a person to me than the people that I knew on the IS than the people who conned me out of my life savings, and I just because you're smiling doesn't mean I can trust you. Alligator smile, you know so. The worst thing you can say to a person who you want to get to trust you is trust me. So I won't say that to you. I will say that trust is a thing that is earned and that is not lost on me. And yes, I will try to earn that trust, but it's up to you to decide to give it to me. But I will never force that from you. So if you do feel that it is best for us to part ways, I will give you a hearty handshake and wish you the absolute best of luck. But I see something fantastic in you, Lita, and I would love for you to see it as well. And as long as you are willing to give me that chance to show you that, I will be here. I'm not going to lie. Like, you have a machine that appears to be able to travel in space and time. I'm still not 100% on that. But I feel every time I... Everything feels one step forward, two steps back. You know, I feel like we worked together to rescue Carrie in London... And then we land here and your name is synonymous with running away and letting people down. And I, I, I can't, I can't be hurt again. I can't be let down again. I, that's it. I, I, I've run out of the energy for that. You know, I, I can't, I can't let it happen again. I, I understand. Look, I, I am much, much older than I appear to be. My name has meant a lot of different things to different people over the years in different places of the universe. And all you have is your name. So, yes, I, I have run away. I've been a coward. <laughs> the machine that you're afraid of, my TARDIS, I ran away when I, when I got it. That, that's what began me on this journey. So you are not wrong. But everything I do has been to correct that or at least undo the damage that I have perceived that I have done to people or people have perceived that I've done to them. I, the universe is a scary place. So be scared. It's the right thing to do. It's the only thing to do. What we do after we're scared is what really matters. Lita, um kind of you can see like wheels turning like she's thinking on that for a minute and then she says okay well i i want to i want to give the opportunity to let me trust you so i want to tell you something that i found when i was examining the the body earlier 
So we zoom out and we notice that Lita and the doctor are are conversing. And as we're starting to head out of this up up this hill, we're kind of heading out of maybe like the open air of the valley and we're starting to head into like a mistier foggier layer of cover of cloud cover that's kind of like as this hill goes higher and as you're walking it's getting harder and harder for you to see the people in front of you for the most part you can still follow it's just you're walking into a mist essentially a very a very thick foggy mist and Carrie, I think because you were kind of hanging back a little bit to give the doctor and Lita this bit of conversation that they were having, the next thing you realize is that you don't know where they are anymore. Like you can't, you kind of fell back a little bit too far. And as this fog got thicker, suddenly you realize that you are lost. Oh, poop. Uh, uh, this is why they said that my sense of direction should have sharpened in LA. I don't know how to get from the 101 to wherever I am. If you go north or south, what's so hard about that? (laughs) (laughs) And as you're walking in the mist, you do hear kind of off to the side. I'll say to your right side. You hear like a a twig crack. I reach for my bat. All right, big and spoopy. I have a bat and I've hit something. On top of a rocket ship before. So that means I'm coming for you. <laughs> it's your one claim to fame. <laughs> you, She's you going to he- ride that so hard. <laughs> you hear the twig crack again, and it's it's like something is watching you, but is maybe itself a little afraid to approach you. And I think when you pulled the bat out and made yourself threatening, you hear the twig break almost as if it's trying to back away from like, like it's now scared of you. Oh, ooh, oh, 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 snack friends. Snack. Oh, do you like snacks? Carrie, Carrie's doing the snacks like you do when you're, you're telling your pets treats. That sort of. Oh, oh, I woke I woke my cats up by saying that. Oh, I should have done it. <laughs> oh, no. Anyways, I, I didn't say what I said. Uh, snacks. And she reaches into the fanny pack because there's always there's always the granola bars in there. So she. She crumbles up some granola bar and tosses it into the sound's general direction. I know it's a little dry, but if you have some running water nearby, which I think you do, because it seems like a forest, you can, you know, maybe mix it in there. (laughs) I think when you toss this granola bar on the ground, there's like a moment of pause. And then stepping out of the mist is about an 11-year-old human boy (gasps) covered in dirt and mud. Like he's been living out in the woods for a while. So slightly wild child a little bit to him. But he looks at you and he looks very timid. Like he hasn't, he's still kind of scared of you because you did threaten him with a bat a moment earlier. But he does see the food. And he looks very hungry. He steps forward and picks up this muddy granola bar you just threw on the ground in front of him and starts to smell it like he's going to maybe maybe eat it. Oh, hey, buddy. Hey, hey. I, I thought you were... He sub- pulls away from you when you say, hey, maybe hey. Maybe don't eat that. When you do the hey, hey, I, I just realized I, ro- I acted it out, realized, forgetting that I'm on a on an audio-only podcast. <laughs> but uh, when you do the hey, hey, he darts back uh, and drops it and, like, looks scared of you and starts to move away from you in the oh. like, other direction. Like, he's scared of you. Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. No, I just mean I have another one that's not so dirty. She unwraps the second granola bar and... Hands it out, ex- like extends it. Uh, this is this this you know germs. You don't know germs. 
no germs. He like, he like mutters, I know germs. <laughs> and then he snatches the bar out of your hand and then like just like devours it. Like like he's just like so grateful to have this like tasty bit of food. And then like kind of sits down on like a downed log that's like a tree that fell somewhere and kind of just like chews away at it and seems like really excited to have this. Well, I have another one where that came from, but just just so you know, I only got one more after that. I only piped five at a time, so <laughs> we're we're running low on supplies. But anyways, what's your name? I'm Carrie. Should probably tell you that first. And uh, sorry about scaring you. You know, <sighs> rough couple hours. I'm not days. I don't. I, I'm not months. supposed to. I'm not supposed to say my name to people I don't know. I, I don't know you. You know, that's a great rule of thumb. Strangers are dangers. Yes, strangers you know? are a danger. Usually, strangers are danger. Ex- exactly. But I gave you food, so maybe we can, you know, work something out. Maybe uh, you could take me to see, like, is your family hungry? You must have a family, right? Do you have a dog? A cow? When you say family, he looks upset. He looks really sad and upset, like maybe something happened to his family. He looks really sad and kind of shuts down oh, a little bit. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, buddy. Maybe maybe just have this other granola bar and we'll just sit here for a little bit until you start feeling better. Because uh, I'm the adult in this situation and I have lost. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I didn't know which one of you I was going to make me the babysitter. And I love that it's scary. Um, yeah, I think when you give him the other granola bar, he eats this one a little bit slower and a little bit more like deliberate as opposed to just feverishly eating something. But he definitely looks a little forlorn. Yeah, I think we have a shot of Carrie and, and this kid sitting on this down log. And then we check back in with our, our doctor and and Lita, who are now behind Shelly, but have, have maybe lost Carrie somewhere in the fog. Are we aware that we've lost Carrie at this point? Do you tell me? Yeah, I think hey, Shelly... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Never mind. <laughs> well, well, Michael, what were you going to say? I was going to say Shelly gestures. I was going to... Try and set just like sell uh, Shelley gestures out to the cliff of the ravine and says, "You know, this is uh, here it is." And turns back to the doctor and Lita and says, "Hey, uh, where's the third one?" I'm the third one. I there were there were two originally, and then I'm the latest. So technically, I guess if we go numerically, I'm probably. I think I think Carrie's first, and then the doctors are actually where is Carrie? This is oh my god. Oh. Uh, Carrie, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look around, and then uh, since it has been established that it is muddy out, I'm gonna look for footprints. Uh, yeah, I I mean like there's not there's footprints that are older footprints that you see right now, and I didn't make a roll for it because it was muddy. Yeah, uh, you do see footprints that kind of come out of the woods. Uh, a little bit further north of where you are, so they weren't following the path. They were running out of the woods. Um, you do see like a like a slip on the on the mud, like a like a shoe slid across the mud, and then you see like the footprints are now facing the other direction, as if someone turned around. And then something you see splots. They're not. They don't look like necessarily footprints that you can recognize, but you do see like indentation that something big moved through here, and then like kind of went back the other way, so that it's not like defined footprints. And then you don't see the footprints anymore of the human footprints. So it kind of implies that they were knocked off the side of this rock. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I think the only thing the doctor can do is shout, Carrie! And you don't hear a response. 
So if there was the separation must have occurred a little bit earlier. So you're kind of far away from where she wanted. Like I'm, I'm imagining like a pathway that kind of like slowly diverted. And then still like you kept, if you walked for like another 10, 15 minutes, like you were no longer in the same space anymore. OK, uh, well, now we have two crises. Um, all right. Friends missing on an alien planet. What do I do? Think like Carrie. Snacks and baseball bats and she's that way. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know that is silly. I'm going to let you do a uh, a roll. I'm going to let you roll your awareness and knowledge. And I'm going to give you a, a lower difficulty because you, this is a friend of yours that you know pretty well. Okay, that is a 17 with no magic numbers. Okay, yeah, I'm going to say that you figure Carrie probably headed, probably continue to try to find a path. So I don't think it's anything about Carrie's behavior that will like intuitively tell you that this is the direction that she went. But I think that you kind of assume like, well, if she was walking straight and we deviated, then she's probably more to the east. Lita, I know trust is up in the air right now, but... Can I trust you to check out the cliff? I'm going to go find Carrie. Is that all right with you? Sure, I'll be I'll be here. Okay. And I can find my way back down the path if I need to. There's footprints and everything. Okay. And yeah, I think uh, I'm going to take off running into the woods and try to find Carrie. Okay, great. I think you do that. Lita, the doctor has now left you alone with Shelly. And I think you can pick up the same things that I said about the footprints. You can see where someone ran, where they stopped and turned around. And you see something running up to it, which checks with what you already discovered, that something knocked the person off the cliff. Shelly, why would someone have come up here? What's up here that, uh, that would draw a person up here to fall down in the first place? I mean, other than the stunning view and... Uh... You know, he gestures out to just pure mist that you can't see. Anything <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> Sorry, you know, a little joke. Uh, no, um, maybe he just wanted some time alone. I'm not sure. It is, it's peculiar. Maybe something drew him out here. Is, is this a spot that people come to often? I mean, no more than, more than any other spot. You know, it's, uh, it's, like I said, you know, it's quiet, misty area, but, uh. Uh, you know, you know enough about me. How about uh, how about you? What's your story? Where do you hail from originally? Uh, I just somewhere else. I I come from. Uh, you heard of the sunken boundaries? Is that a thing? I don't know. What, I don't re- really know. I have kind of a loose loose grip on time these days. But I I was originally from the sunken boundaries, and then I left home to kind of see the universe. I sold everything I had, and then I swindled out all of my money and ended up stuck in a space station that it turns out was the inside of the doctor's exploding time ship i we travel in time now i guess i'm still a little i'm not mm. entirely 100 percent confident that that's exactly what is happening but uh let me ask you a question and w- w- as i'm about to start asking this next question i want to kind of check the the area around this cliff edge um, to see if there's anything other than... I want to kind of investigate, I guess, to see if there's anything other than footprints and tracks from where the person fell. I want to see if there's anything that we've missed. Um, I'm not even making you roll for that. There's not. I think that's okay. uh, pretty much all there is. There's not, like, okay. any sort of, like, technology or any, like, thing that got dropped or anything. It's just, it's just footprints, strange indentations in the mud, and, like, something heavy was there. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, let me ask you something. What What draws a person out to essentially a fishing colony. Why? What was the big pull for you to, to come here? 
for any of you to come here for that matter. But if you have a specific, you know, backstory, I'd love to love to fill that out on your character sheet, as it were, if you'll pardon me euphemism. <laughs> Everybody, yeah, it's a very popular euphemism. Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, uh, like we said, we've been here for you know generations, fishing, uh, fishing the beautiful waters, and providing our uh, planet's bounty uh, to various supply ships that come by, you know, and take the fish and leave us with new fish uh, pods. Yeah. Were you were you born here or did you relocate here? Like, what's what's your deal? Born here. Definitely born here. Generate generations, you know. Yes. I remember you saying earlier now. So there's no mm-hmm. – everyone here has kind of been brought up in the colony. There's no one who, you know – came here from off-world to start a new life, that kind of deal? Not yet, but if you're offering, uh, we could always use another pair of hands. I'm thinking about it. All right. The Doctor, you are heading deeper. You're heading eastward. You're heading into the woods. I want to see how, how well you're able to find your way in the woods, so why don't you make an awareness and survival check? Okay... I got 15 with a six on one of the dice. Okay, great. Yeah, you you find your way pretty well in the woods. And because of your six, I'm going to give you something that wasn't going to give you till later. You stumble upon a clearing in the woods that looks like... Actually, and what you find in this clearing is a small transport spaceship that is here. And... It doesn't look like it's been here for an extremely long period of time, like the most, maybe a few weeks. And you kind of get that impression based on the lack of like overgrowth that's come around it. So it's not something that's been sitting here. There is an opening above it so that a ship could land. It doesn't feel like it crash landed here. It feels like it landed here. But yeah, that's what you that's what you find. So you don't find Carrie yet, but you do find this ship. Oh, you are a beauty. Uh, do I recognize maybe the, um, you know, the style of it? Like, you know, potential planet of origin or at least like society of origin um didn't really plan that much with this with this particular session you can uh, say no it's so, okay <laughs> yeah you, you do but it's not like anything special okay. it's not like it's from the like like the planet murdering squad of delta five it, right. it's like it's it's nebulous future space humans of doctor who sure, like sure. it's that kind of thing like oh, I, it's yeah it's from it's from the galactic alliance or whatever that the yeah. group is that peladon joined or whatever yeah you know what <laughs> Fine. You know what? It's from Peladon. There you go. It's it's, it's a it's a it's a ship from Peladon. I would say that it's kind of more along the lines of like a Corellian freighter in that like it doesn't necessarily seem like a plant like a ship that belongs to a planet, but like it's like a model of a of a popular like shipbuilding shipyard. So like someone looking to buy a ship for whatever services might have bought this and used it. That's I just wanted to just know if I was just like familiar with you know, the rough, like, I know how to open it and turn it on kind of thing, you know? <laughs> so what yeah, you're I mean, saying, Riley, is that the uh, BBC model crew just went to a hobby shop and bought a bunch of models and just... Yeah, it used to be a stapler, together. Ben. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is like, yeah, they, they, this is like, it's, it just looks like a pretty generic Doctor Who transport yeah. ship. Um, it does look, I mean, it's not technology. It doesn't look like so advanced you've never seen it before i would say it's somewhere in the 50th or 60th centuries kind of level of yeah yeah. i want to see if i can uh open it up and go inside because i want to see uh you know if i can find a flight manifest or something like that to kind of determine you know why it's here yeah 
I'll say that, yeah, you can open you can open it as you're looking around for an entryway. Go ahead and make a awareness and technology roll for me, and I will give you a lower difficulty because of field of turn of the universe or time time lord techn- time lord. Eighteen with a six on one of the dice. Yeah, definitely. What you notice immediately about it as you're looking around, looking for like a latch or like an entry panel, is that this this looks like it's been damaged from the outside somehow. Like it looks like there maybe there was like a a firefight of some sort mm. that happened on the the ground, and that is why the ship the ship doesn't feel like it's it's flying capable right now. It feels like it's been stranded here, sort of. And I will say that yeah, you are able to open the hatch of it and go inside. And it's it's not on it's not it's it's a, it's not unlike like a typical like freighter type ship. It's not it's not gigantic, but it definitely feels like it's designed for a fairly small crew to be able to operate it, mm. and might be used for hauling some sort of cargo or like and you know you know these are also somewhat popular with smugglers and things like that. But right. uh, okay, yeah, because I want to I, I want to basically try to determine if this is the overdue supply ship. Okay. Um, you don't have enough information to know that information or not. You you know that there's a ship that's here. Mm. It seems like it's been downed. It feels like it's been it's been stuck somewhere. Mm. And yeah, I mean it could be a supply ship. You don't know. Yeah. Is there power? There's not much power. It feels like maybe because like maybe the fact that it hasn't been able to take off means like its battery's kind of running low on it. Okay. Uh, then I would like to you know in the way the doctor kind of knows mechanical stuff way better than Dan does. I want to do some sort of jiggery pokery to see if I can. You know, whatever power is there, if I can sort of like direct it to the flight recorder. So it sounds like, Dan, what you want to do is realign the secondary manifold and uh, polar the secondary manifold polarizing pulse. Is that what you're trying to do? That's exactly what I said previously. Yes, of course. Yeah, of course. So yeah, <laughs> let's go ahead and roll uh, intuition and technology. Okay. Oh, intuition and technology. Okay. Yeah, because you're trying to use like your natural yep. instinct for things like that. I rolled a 12 on the dice and an, an 11. Two sixes? Yeah, I rolled two sixes and uh, actually a 10 on the on my base. So, yeah, All 22. Right. <laughs> yeah, you are you are able to redirect some energy that would have been life support. But since you're on the planet, and it's like not taking off. It doesn't really need that energy right now. So you are able to redirect it into are you trying to what are you trying to reactivate? I, I want to learn uh, what where the ship came from and why it's here. OK, uh, you do seem to. Not a whole lot of manifest in here. Like, it's not like it's necessarily like no one's like keeping notes like we left this place. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no captain's log that you're finding. Um, But you are able to at least trace back its journey and you find a an asteroid belt that is kind of a like popular hangout for people who are like, like mercenaries or people who are looking for odd jobs in space and stuff like that. We'll say it is the uh, I'll call it the. I didn't really have a plan. I didn't think you were going to. This is great. Uh, I didn't prepare for this. It's it's just called the um, it's called the Oaks Belt. O A K E S. So it's not like Oaks is in tree, like someone's name Oaks. It's called the Oaks Belt. Okay, uh, that is definitely something that the doctor has heard of. And I think now that there's a little bit of power here, I think if like I needed to find my way back, I might be able to. So I'm gonna exit because I still want to find Carrie. Okay, great. And speaking of Carrie, we are going to cut back to her. Carrie, you are, uh, last I left you, you were sitting on a log with a small, muddy child. So how'd you get here? I got here because my friends took me to the wrong planet, I think. Uh, born here. Oh, well, do you happen to know what this place is called? Because nobody else here does. Um, well, the town, town, town's called Bluth. Bluth? Like... Don Bluth, the animator. Okay, all right. I'll try to remember that. 
Uh, sure. You want another granola bar? I think I've got like two more, if I'm counting correctly. Yeah, you no. got one now. I gave you a second one, one thrown away. Yeah. No, I don't want to eat all your food, but thank you. Oh, it's it was okay. Good. It was, it was I, good. I have though. more. No, it was I, good. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, there's there's more where that oh, came actually, from. You know what? Can I can I take one for my friend? Yeah. Oh, you have friends. Uh, well, maybe we could give the food together. No. Huh? No. You're gonna no. just take my food and give it to your friend alone. I mean, I asked if I could, and you said okay. No, it's fine. I didn't. I didn't. No, I mean it's just, no here. I mean it's just kind of like I he's shy and I don't like to scare oh. him. Oh, well, is there any way that I could maybe I don't know prove that I'm I'm not gonna like I'll I'll tuck this bat away. See, and she like puts the bat back into the sheath because it hasn't been removed at all. <laughs> are you where? Are you with the others? Uh, well, I'm with this person. You seem to have a really, really funny connotation for his name. I think that's what you call that. Anyways, and yeah, Lita, Lita's a friend of mine. Are you talking about them? Or are there more people here? There were, there were more people. There were more people here. They're gone now. Just like poof out of nowhere. No, you, no. you hear anything weird? No, they were, they were killed. By the uh, outsiders. <laughs> By the outsiders. Got it. Um, and these outsiders, are we talking about like the cryptid kind, like spooky, eight-legged, weird monster things? Or are we talking about people, the real monsters? Am I right? She like elbows the kid. And like when you do that, when you elbow him, like it spooks him enough that he like runs away again. Like oh! he does. He does, like the, the the sudden movement. It's it's clear this kid is like a little bit traumatized, and so like the sudden movement like triggers something in him, and he runs away. Uh, well, uh, I still have more granola bars if you're hungry. Did uh, you give him the other one to give to his friend, or did I, he not I get think, it yet? I I think so. I think like okay. I I kind of half offered it slash like put it to the side, kind of hoping that they would take it. We were negotiating, but I'm I'm sure that the the little fella took it with him. Lita, are you and Shelby still going to be on the ravine, or are you going to head back towards the village? Uh, I think Lita's probably voted to head back to the village, or to maybe follow the tracks and see if we can trace the doctor. Let's do that. So you're you're heading back through the the mist with uh, with Shelley, and I think what happens is let's let's go ahead and have you make a uh, survival and awareness check as well to see how well you're able to navigate the the fog. I rolled a 14 with a 6 on one of the dice. Okay, yeah, you are actually doing a great job of navigating the fog. Like, you're able to follow the doctor's footprints really well, but you notice as you're doing so that Shelly has disappeared. Hey, Shelly, how far? Oh. Oh, it's... Okay. Uh, I cup my hands as if to yell, and then I go, Hello? Yes, yeah, shockingly, that does not result in anything. But then all of you are within earshot enough, I think, to hear a blood-curdling scream come from not far away in the mist. Uh, I immediately turn and run in the direction of the blood-curdling scream. Okay. Do the rest of you do that as well, uh, Doctor and Carrie, or what do you do? Absolutely. I take out my bat and then start running, because weapons first. Okay. 
Lita, you are the first to arrive because you were not far away. And then I will say that the doctor arrives after that. And I will say that Carrie arrives after that. So I'll tell you when you all arrive. When you follow the trace of the screen, it was not far from you at all, Lita. It was almost as if Shelly was behind you. And then once the two of you got separated, something kind of picked Shelly off. And so you find Shelly's body on the ground and he is definitely dead. And it appears to be some sort of like stab wound, some sort of puncture wound, but you don't see a knife anywhere. And it seems almost like it might be too big for a standard knife, but like something has definitely done a pretty gnarly job on Shelly. I immediately look at the doctor and say, so this was not a fall from a great height. This was piercing. I think it was reverse. I think it was piercing and then great fall. Um, Carrie, you're alive. Good. That's always good. Where... I found a child. I'm sorry, what? I found a child. You found a child? Yeah, there was a child in the woods, and then he took my granola bar and ran to feed it to his friend. I tried to play a joke, like, you know, like, you know, like this, and she elbows him, like that, but then he ran away. Okay, and where are, where, where did this child go? Because I think, I think this child is in grave danger. Doctor, again, like I was telling the child, I have no sense of cardinal direction. I have lived in L.A. for so long, and I still do not know how to get from one place to another. Do you know Waze? Do you know this thing on your phone? Anyways, it helps you get from point A to point B, so I... mm, uh, mm. Okay, then I have an idea. We're going to follow an almost literal trail of breadcrumbs, and I'm setting the Sonic to detect granola. All right, I like this. <laughs> we Hansel and Gretel this baby. I'm yeah, sorry. Um, um, I just want to just engineer. The Sonic doesn't do wood. <laughs> so. It's technically I actually, green. I actually really like granola, but you know, come on, somebody yeah. have it. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's there. Okay, I'm gonna have you, Dan, do a. Uh, I guess it's like a scan. Is that a scan? Oh, you know, I have three story points for uh, non-traditional Sonic stuff, so I could I could spend some of those. Or would you prefer yeah, me spend, roll? I'll, I'll let you spend two. Though. Remember, you, remember, you have four because I gave you. Oh no, for the Sonic alone. Yes. yes. So you have. You, I'll let you use two of those. Turn the Sonic into a granola tracker. <laughs> okay. Granola setting, of course. Yeah. Okay. Great. So you do that, and I'll let you use your story points for that because that's such a clever move, in my opinion. Thank um, you. And yeah, I think you follow the granola. Are any of you? Would you think any of you are like woodsy or survivally at all? I think Carrie is a little bit. So Carrie, why don't you make for me a survival? I'm gonna make you do what was it? Intuition and survival. Is what I said earlier. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, is your intuition do, yeah. and survival. Yeah. Okay. Intuition and survival. Mm-hmm. If Carrie fails this, <laughs> like. She thinks that sometimes spending time at Griffith Park counts as woodsy. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The, the urban jungle is the same as the real jungle. <laughs> I, I yeah. drove past the old LA Zoo once. That's got to count for something, right? Yeah. She used to work out at an, in, at an indoor climbing gym. <laughs> she, she's oh had dinner God. at the Rainforest Cafe. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Well, that would be impressive for someone Carrie's age, but yeah. It's true. Survival well, she wor- and you uh, said survival and intuition. Intuition. Okay. Uh do do do. Okay. Oh poop. Oh, this is fun. So I rolled snake eyes. <laughs> the grand serpent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Carrie, for some reason if there's not like a bunch of guideposts that say I, I think I think you were thinking of like 
Disneyland as like mountain climbing. Yep. And so yep, you're absolutely. like, well, I've been to Adventureland a bunch. I don't understand why I can't follow this pathway and head <laughs> back guys, to Pirates I, of the Caribbean. I, I, I hike Runyon on the regular. I do this, <laughs> the hiking. It like, like Runyon, like I know Runyon, like the back of my hand, like the, it, it, Carrie I don't seems understand. Super blue weirdly, twice. this, weirdly, they didn't film this episode at Runyon. So, uh, they, yeah. So, uh, it is, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 film this episode in downtown Cardiff. It's Cardiff. Uh, so, yeah. So it's in a, it's in a quarry, but they put some brush, some brush around, like some trees and stuff. So yeah, unfortunately, Carrie, I'm not going to give you the information that I was going to give you. Uh, and in fact, you might not have feet anymore. That's how bad that was, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I'll say that you almost get lost again, and you only don't because the doctor and Lita are able to catch you and like bring you back into the group with them. Whoops, sorry, you guys. Wow, it's like you guys need like a bell or something on me. Woo! All right, so you bo- you all follow this path for a while, and it winds you through the woods, and then eventually you do come to. Kind of, I don't want to say a cave or even a house. It's almost like this kid has like taken pieces of things that that he's scavenged and created like a little hut for himself in the woods. That's a resourceful kid. And you also notice a little bit of like a almost like a roof that he's made. Almost like the way like someone uses like a tent that doesn't like actually touch the ground, but it's enough to block like rain from falling yeah. on someone. Like there's something like that like spread out over like a string. It's like over the trees. Do we do we knock or what is the what's the protocol here? I just step out into the clearing of this kid's uh, habitat. Hello, anyone here? We're, we're not we're not here to harm you. We've got granola. Well, yeah, I have more granola. Like I said, besides the one that you took from me. But anyways, it's fine. You could oh, just th- ask. Thank God I didn't just lie to a child. Thank you so much, Carrie. Yeah, you're welcome, Lita. I got you. I got you. I see you. We got this. We got this. We got this. Yeah. We got this. Yeah, we got this. We gotta yeah, we make got, a. We got this. Yeah. We gotta. We gotta make up like a handshake thing later. You know? Have you seen the Parent Trap? Of course you have. It's like a classic. But we gotta Lindsay Lohan this. I. I I've seen the the version of the Parent Trap with uh, Justin Bieber the Eighth in it. I've. Oh, whoa! Oh, his well, leer was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Shockingly, this conversation does not lull the child out of his little tent. <laughs> or lure the child, I should say, out. Yeah. Do you have uh, do you have any candy in there? Like a, like no, a Nine I Musketeers ca- or anything like that? No, no, I only have granola bars in here. I didn't really pack it that well from the TARDIS. You know, actually, that's the thing that the TARDIS didn't get an upgrade on. Is like, you know, you think the snack supply would be better. But anyways, I digress. We should probably... Maybe, like, throw... Actually, no. I tried throwing out granola crumbs last time. It was really insulting to this kid. He shouldn't eat dirty food. Uh, maybe we should... Maybe you go around the backside, and I go through the front side. Uh, there's a great way, to, great way to gain the trust of a child. A one-two pincer attack. Perfect. Okay. Uh, no, well, I'm... Well, uh, well, <laughs> you say it that way. Now I, now I have to rethink my strategy. <laughs> why, why don't you give it a shot? <laughs> I... I think I'm just going to I'm going to walk up to the the little hut and I'm not going to knock on the door but I'm going to kind of like sit down in front of the door. I'm imagining this thing is like not adult scale like it's probably like smaller than adult scale, right? Because they probably build it just for themselves. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I sit and I'm just going to sit with like my back 
kind of t- the the door is to my right side, so that if they do come out, they're kind of beside me. I'm just gonna sit and I'm gonna I'm just gonna say, look, ev- everyone out here is is on your side. We we're here to help. I don't know how long you've been out here for. It seems like you've been out here for a while, but we we just want to help. And if helping right now means standing guard at this door to protect you from whatever you think is after you, then then I'm gonna I'm just gonna sit here. And if you want to come out and say hi, you do that. If not, this is this is where I'm gonna be. If you were to look up at the doctor right now, you would see the doctor just with a beaming smile, just right at you. Uh, Carrie's giving you two thumbs up, like, yeah! Alright, I'm gonna say that it takes a while. Like, you're, if you, I think maybe, like, do you all kind of slowly start to sit down as well and do a similar thing? Or, like, as time passes, like, maybe, like, lean against a tree or something like that? Yeah, I I, I would actually like to, uh, um, kind of inspect the rain canopy while we're waiting as well, but also, like, in a way that it doesn't seem like I'm damaging or like undoing any of it like being very respectful to what has been set up at this campsite okay what are you looking for in particular on this canopy um i want to see like the materials that were used whether it was something that may have come from the village or maybe if it was something that came from the the shuttle okay i won't make you roll for that it's definitely something from the village it feels like maybe like something that was used like for fishing in some way or maybe like it was taken off of one of the fishing boats or it might have been like a hammock or something it's like but it feels scavenged mm-hmm. it feels like maybe like he made do with what he could find as opposed to like this being designed for this purpose mm. and i will say that on the ground around it you do see bits of the the crumbs of the granola so he did feed the granola to something how long do you all think you'd be willing to wait for this kid to pop his head out of this tent just speaking for Lita, Lita's already in a headspace of, I don't know if I'm going back to the TARDIS. So I think Lita's like, these are kids. If I have to sit here and keep them safe, I'm going to do that. That's that's where I'm okay. at. That, I, actually, I would say right now, that is my short-term goal, is okay. protect these kids slash befriend these kids. Slash how do Love I it. reach these kids? Love it. Um, so I'm going to say that you're there for about an hour, and the kid pokes his head out after a while and you can tell he looks still like he's scared and he says so where where did you come from are you from the ship too no we're we're from from somewhere else i'm from uh hey have you ever heard of the sunken boundaries no it's it's okay apparently no one has it's just very very far away that's where i, I grew I'm up from I'm from here. I don't really know anywhere but here. Okay. Well, uh, hey, maybe I'll be from here too. And now that the kid has sort of emerged, uh, you know, I, I, I cross over and I do that thing where I like, I squat down, not in a condescending way, but it's like, I just want to show you that I, I'm going to speak to you on your level. Be like, hello, what's your name? Pite. Hello, Pite. I'm the, I'm the doctor. Um, I, I think you've already... Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I, I believe you've already met Carrie, and this is Lita. Um, can, can I ask you a question? Those people who are in the village, they're not from the village originally, are they? No, he shakes his head no. Did they... Were they the ones who made you have to set up out here? And he looks at you all and kind of nods yes. Ooh, I knew they were fishy. I knew it. I knew it. I, I knew it. 
I had a spidey sense. And <sighs> as as this happens, suddenly stepping into the clearing is both uh, actually it's it's everyone you've met earlier. So it is Tyner, it is Keen, and it is Nori who were in the village earlier, and they all have laser guns, like pointed, like little rifles and stuff, ready to go. Pite, get behind me. Get behind me. Pite has already kind of like started scrambling back in fear, like almost instinctual. And Tyner goes, ah, you know, we didn't we really wanted to let you go, but you had to stick your nose around, didn't you? And you guys just had to be a bunch of... Oh, I was going to say something rude. Never not, mind. Not with the kids Cut present, Carrie. Not with the kids present, never mind. No, but we can say what they are. You're smugglers. You came to this planet, whether on purpose or by accident, and you slaughtered a village. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, when people have what you want and they don't give it to you, you tend to take it from them. And then, you know, we got all stuck here. A little inconvenient, but it seems like you have a ship. So maybe we'll take that from you and then we'll get off because you got here somehow. No, we don't let colonizers come with us. You murdered people, so you get to you get to be stuck here forever. Uh, Lita, Lita stands up and she pulls out her multi-tool and the holographic replicating end, instead of turning into a wrench, turns into a screwdriver. Uh, a regular screwdriver, I want to stress, not a sonic screwdriver. <laughs> and she just like, So it's a glass with some orange juice in it and some vodka? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a multi-tool I need. Uh, and I'm going to throw it in their faces. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, you lied to me, Tiffany. No, I, uh, so I'm holding a screwdriver. (laughs) 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 The real housewives of the TARDIS. Uh, no. We see, we see, we see Lita yelling it with a drink, and then we see a cat at a table (laughs) going. Mr. Measers! Yes! (laughs) Or Gunther. Yes, both of them. It's Mr. Measers and Gunther identically next to each other going. Uh, Lita just looks at the smugglers. She's she's so angry. I can barely speak, and she just she just looks at them and she just says, "These are children, and you will not hurt them." Well, for one thing, I can say that I'm particularly grateful that you led us to this kid's hut because he's been causing us quite a bit of damage. I don't know why this guy, this Tyner, became such a Cockney villain. All of a sudden, I gave him a slight British accent earlier, and now he's like, "All right, then, let's do it. Let's take out his child, then, shouldn't we? Kill this child, step in time. (laughs) Kill the children, step in time. Kill them. (laughs) All right, sonny, chim chim chim. I'm not sure what you think you're going to do with that uh, that screwdriver. We don't have a cabinet here for you to assemble, but I'm not. No, I'm not here to assemble. I'm here to take apart, and then I'm going to rugby tackle towards him with a screwdriver out. Like, I'm ang- I'm that angry. Okay. Um, I'm not going to do a full-on conflict here, but go ahead and make an attack roll for me. Go ahead and make a, uh, I guess, strength and uh, conflict. Oh, Benjamin. On, on Lita's initiative, can I, can Carrie follow suit, like, with the, with the bat, just like wild woman screaming? Yeah, totally. Why don't everybody who wants to fight make a real quick strength and conflict roll? Okay, so I rolled seven total with with a one on one of the dice, but I would like to spend a story point to bump that up to something slightly less, slightly less uh, uh, plumbing city. 
Okay, I think with the new rules, you can only bump it up to the very next level now using sto yeah. using story points. So I, I, so I, I will lose say, but at the very least, yeah. yeah. So you get a you get a no. Um, so you get that you have certainly failed at your task, but it wasn't a total disaster. Yeah. So there's no consequences for you. Okay. So I think you go to attack the person and they kind of do like an Olay and like kind of like you run past them. So like your attempt to surprise them with an attack has fall has failed. I'm 100% I'm on board with that because that this is very much leader just acting on emotion. Yeah. And then Carrie, what do you do? What are you trying oh. to do? Oh, but Lita, you set up Carrie so well. So before uh, even my role, we had four for conflict, we had three for strength, and then, then I get a plus two with the baseball bat. So we're already starting off really, really great with an awesome nine. And then I rolled a six. Nice. And a two. Ha ha! Yeah, so in so total, we are at 15, but I did roll a six. Yeah, so your six gives you an extra bonus to it, so you- Oh no, you sorry, not not more than, sorry, more than 15. Sorry, my math is wrong. It's a, uh, sorry, I rolled a 17. You super succeed, we can just go ahead I and say that. that's <laughs> yeah. all that matters. And you got a brilliant success, so I'm gonna ask you, what do you want to have had happen because of your six? Would you call it a home uh, run success? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you finally, but like, you finally how bagged we, you a homer. How, how, but we, we've had a homer before, you know. We, you know, we, it was out of here. Yeah. How, how do, how do I? I have, a, I have that? a pitch, but it, it does allow you to decide yourself with my approval what happens because of your six. So yes. Which one of them I were, you, were you? So you were charging one of them. My pitch for you is that you're able to knock their gun out of their hands. That's how well. Like, not only do you get them, but you actually disarm them as well. Can I disarm and then go for the back of the knees? Yeah, I was saying that the knee the knee attack is like your your attack is your success, and Let's then your 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 brilliant addition is that you get to also disarm them. So I think like I think you swung backwards, got their knee, and as they fell forward, you brought the bat down and got their hands with the bat with the weapon out of it as well. Absolutely, Riley. I was thinking this was a one-two punch, and you read my mind. So there you go, Perfect. readers. Well, that's it's not what a, we're happening. I do have to correct you. It's a one-two baseball bat hit, not a punch. Oh oh oh! Thank I you. apologize. Well, I mean, yeah, it was it's like weird that you didn't realize that. Actually. Yeah, it was it was a knock to the back of the knee. Anyways, anyways. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's what happens, and then what happens from there catches you all by surprise. Um, a big rock kills you. No. Um, so um, <laughs> first one of the campaign. All right. Uh, so Lita, you miss the person. Uh, they Olay out of the way of you. And what seems like it's going to happen is that you've actually cleared the path for, I'll say that, I'll say that, uh, Carrie, you attacked Keen. And I'll say that Tyner, the leader, uh, Nori, the woman is who you were kind of going after, Lita. And she walks over to, like, because you moved out of her way, she takes her gun and she walks up like she's going to fire on, on Pite. And as this happens, Suddenly, from that tarp that was hanging over the, the section, because, Doctor, you didn't go underneath it. You just looked at it. Something that you can't see comes rushing through Pite's, like, little tent, like, knocking it down and running. And you suddenly realize that some sort of invisible creature is, is you can see it as the tarp lands on it. So you can see the tarp moving through, like, like the little clearing. Uh, and it just tackles Nori and knocks her down and then it seems like with some sort of tail but swings around it also knocks down Tyner the leader so whatever it is like just rips into both of them Pite call off your friend and, it, and Pite looks at you confused and then just goes um, Toby Toby stop Toby it's a great name uh, and then I, uh, the doctor crosses to the uh, the now downed 
smugglers. So, did this doctor run away from you? Oh, that's us. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I forgot. I'm getting some wind away. They don't react uh, because they've had the wind knocked out of them and, like, had, like, their, like, one of one of them has had their, like, sternum, like, pushed in really hard and, like, they're, they're like, pretty hurt. So, and the other one got hit twice with a baseball bat, so they're not exactly, like, the most receptive. So you, you ask that and they kind of just both, like, one of them kind of spits out, like, like, it's BBC, so it's not, they don't spit out blood, but they kind of, like, cough up a lot of, like, damage. Because today's the day where the doctor stays and you run away. Carrie, Lita, let's help them back to their ship. And I basically, since our team is less hurt right now, basically want to do that thing where you like stand in front of someone who's trying to get away, cross your arms and go, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, and we're going to, you know, the doctor's not going to execute these criminals, but, you know, we're, we're going to send them out of here with a bit of a spanking back in their ship. OK, so, uh, yeah, so I, I want to I, I basically want to oversee getting them off planet and making sure that uh, they don't return. Okay. Uh, I want to say, like, you can't really fix their ship. It's not like, it's it's not something you would have materials for, I don't think. It's like pretty, unless I you want to use... Mind, I wouldn't mind having a look at the ship, because Lita does have a specialization in that. We do have a mechanic on your group, that's true. Yeah. So, I guess you would be able to use a TARDIS to, like, regenerate materials for yeah. it. So, yeah, I think we can fast forward to... I, I'm not going to make you roll okay. to fix their ship, because I think with enough time and with the TARDIS mechanics at your, at your disposal, you'd be able to do it. Uh, here's the question. Are you just going to let these people go... I want to pre-program the ship to fly to the nearest, you know, authority in the area. Like, you know, I was able to look up in the TARDIS, like, you know, who's the law enforcement or, or equivalent of the agency and basically put their shuttle on a, you can't override it. The course is taking, it's taking them to jail. I think while I'm working on their ship, I think I'm rigging it to explode once it's clear from the atmosphere. And I think I'm doing this without the doctor knowing. I think think uh, that's where I'm at. Okay. You have these people kind of like tied up now, essentially, or like kind of like restrained in the ship. And you have both been working on the controls of their ship to figure out where they're going to go. And Lita has put in a pretty catastrophic uh, command in the ship. Yeah. I think the doctor's probably working more on the, the computer side of things. And I'm kind of in the guts of the engine. Right. Like specifically rigging it to detonate once it reaches a certain probably probably a certain speed yeah and while while the doctor is inputting the coordinates and saying to everyone it's like you know i i this will take you to the nearest law enforcement where you will be face your justice and i think while sort of like doing the typing thing runs a bit of a system diagnostic to make sure everything is okay with the ship and sees that there is this problem and rather than call Lita out, I think, you know, the doctor finishes what he's doing and undoes as much as he can from right there and then goes and finds Lita by, you know, just the two of them. OK, so let's say that we we see the ship take off and head to wherever it's going to go. And Lita, you are very aware as it goes off that it does not explode in the atmosphere. Yeah, I think my disappointment is is palpable from a five-mile radius. Before you head back to TARDIS, you are able to use the comm settings on the ship to make contact with the nearest supply ship, which is diverting its traffic towards this planet in order to pick up Pite and also to 
safely transport the Crefeus to a, a nearby habitat where it can live out safely. You leave Pite with uh, enough food and, and provisions to last for a couple of days before that arrives because you know that he can take care of himself and he has protection if need be. And then you head back to the TARDIS. I've been very quiet. I think on the walk back to the TARDIS, I've just been silent as the grave. Yeah, I, I think as we get to the to the TARDIS itself, I say, Lita, a word, if, 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 you, if you don't mind. Sure. It's not how I do things. I understand that what these people did was unfathomable. But we are not gods. We do not decide who gets to live and who dies. They will face consequences for their action. But if you do continue planning to travel with me, you must know where the line is. Because as much as you are worried about trusting me, I need to know that I can trust you. That being said, if this is something that you can agree to, and I open the door for her, welcome aboard. How can you just let, how can you just let people like that fly away? Because how can, you, how can you let that happen? Because if we did what you were planning on doing, it would make us no better than them. We have to believe that there are good people in this universe. As large as this universe is and as cruel as it is, that is not an excuse. When things get hard, you stand your strongest. When people act terribly in unimaginable ways, you don't sink to their level. You have to be better. We all have to be better. I know that you are better. And that's why I'm willing to give you this second chance. And the doctor goes into the TARDIS. Lita, I think she, she looks up to the sky to where a few moments ago the freighter ship had kind of disappeared off into the off into the atmosphere into the into space and i think she looks back towards the direction of the the camp and she walks into the tardis and closes the door behind her
Thanks again for listening to the Game of Rassilon Regenerated. Until our next episode, you can find us on our various socials media, as well as Patreon, at Rassilon Pod. Uh, we'd love your support. We'd love to hear from you. Please tell us what you think of the show. All the good stuff. Uh, and, and absolutely tell your friends. Uh, small podcasts like ours live and die by word of mouth alone, as a friend of mine who is also on the show says all the time. Uh, and yeah, thank you again for listening. Thank you so much for your time, uh, your support, your love. We love hearing from you all on the Discord, and uh, always remember, life rarely gives you second chances, so aim for the head.